0: Oh, we early. That's what we talking about. Abe ain't playing no games. We out here. It's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I caught me way off guard. I was like, I was down to... No, nope, not even. We here. We are live. It is episode 54 of the Lyrical Ones podcast. On the, you know, on this great Thursday. Not your usual Wednesday. Um, You know, as per usual, family... Means a lot, and with that being said,
1: Alfluent, how are you doing? I, I'm doing well. It's a it's a lovely day, you know. I got a got tons of family, right? Like not too many, but we got a lot on either side of my parental units. Come from you know large families who came to California from the south uh, after. You know, with plenty of ingenuity and survival tactics, you know, survived Jim Crow South and su- survived uh, sharecropping and survived slavery and um, survived, you know, until at least uh, the new, uh, this new federal holiday is coming through. Um, before we get into that, uh, how are you doing on this uh, different day, this Thursday?
0: Well, on this different day, Thursday, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm choosing to be good. I'm I'm making the choice to to, um, live within my greatness and and exercise it and takes it to to its furthest capabilities and capacities. Um, You know, saying all the things that you said right around family, like, you know, I I have a, a lot of those same threads and strings where my family is large, but, you know, as the years pass on, so do a lot of my family and, you know, trying to celebrate those milestones and those achievements and those rites of passage that have become a way of life or a part of the American society's, uh, kind of formulation of what we call a dream. Um, you know, really trying to appreciate those moments, really enjoying, uh, giving myself to caution to the wind, you know, uh, within that thread right uh recently it was e3 right that's called the entertainment electronic expo for those that aren't aware for the for the geeks out there who are very well versed in what that means those three e's usually are the um what's to come in the electronic digital world of entertainment um it's usually them showing off and showing out and there was someone who, there's a journalist by the name of Tamora, I forget his last name, um, but he had this reaction to a trailer that ended up becoming a meme. And, you know, people try to criticize him expressing his joy. And his, his, uh, his point was, in the world that we live in, given all of the complexity and all of the struggle and strife that we go through, if you have anything that brings you unbridled joy and you want to share and express that, do not hesitate because life is limited in a lot of ways and if you can find anything to be appreciative of and have fun with why not take it as far as you can especially if you're not hurting anybody and i and i i it resonated with me because i find joy in so many little things right that may be significant to so many but those things are what give me an extra boost may give me a little bit of energy and And I'm leaning into those things because, yeah, like there is a lot of complexity and we're going to get into a lot of different variety of subjects um, on this episode 54 of the Lyrical Ones podcast, Um, because, yeah, we we are observant and aware and they have impact on us. And so with that, you know, you, you mentioned prior to us going live with this, what is something that, you know that you kind of touched on what what's happening currently when it comes to where in the month of June and there's a particular day in June, not everyone is familiar with.
1: Well, you know, first is, is pride. It's pride month in America and then uh, planet earth, you know, for those celebrating and uh, acknowledging and, um, uh, really just, uh, Respecting and honoring our family who are um, queer, LGBTQIA plus. Feel me. Um, We just want to continue to lift them up in their voices, you know, as they, you know, find ways to navigate this this world where they're marginalized, where they looked over, where they are discriminated against, where they're. uh, Um. Victimized at times, and you know a lot of a lot of things are uh, heightened as far as violence goes when it comes to hate crimes um, because people are different, um, and it's not the difference that's the problem. It's the the way that people who are narrow minded and Cold-hearted, and a lot of times, you know, experiencing self-hate, how they um, perceive difference um, to be an affront, and they choose to lash out and uh, treat people with violence, cause um, cause harm to people, and and you know that has been going on, um, you know, since before, you know immigrants came to America um, to run from persecution and what they figured was feel was unfair in England and some of those folks were queer when they came across and you know had to you know hide their true self and in doing so they condoned and uh Reinforce the status quo, uh, well, dangerous patriarchy, and that same thinking and complicitness, um, I think is, you know, part of what allowed slavery to happen in America the way it did, and for it to continue the slavery of, um, peoples of Africa, peoples of Africa and African descent, um, to be enslaved in America, um, And, you know, the interesting thing about June and June 19th in particular is that it took a small group of people to travel from the northern part of America to the southern part of America to deliver a message that the people who were still being enslaved in southern countries in America were supposed to be freed by uh, American law, United States law. And you just can't even imagine how many people died, um, you know, in the, in the months and uh, days and months leading up to this notice um it's a really interesting time because for some people it was you know exciting and inspiring and for some people uh it meant loss of business it meant you know a loss of stability um for some people, it, it ruined everyone, their, their their fun and their way of living. And for a lot of people, it, um, you know, made them even more targets, even more of a target to, to bigots and racists and people who would have them stay enslaved. Um, and even after they f- knew they were free, they still had to live within the Jim Crow South, and some people may have moved away, but a lot of people on their way out were murdered and and hung and castrated and raped and killed. Um, So you uh, you know, transitions weren't very uh, peaceful um, after June 19th. And you know they're still not peaceful and you know we we acknowledge that um on this podcast and you know in our realities that you know there's still a lack of peace and understanding and acceptance within the uh the united states as a whole there's a lot of colorism there's like reason why i think uh people of color really get upset especially Especially black people get upset about um, cultural appropriation is the fact that there's uh, a lack of um, allyship when it comes to the con- the regular consumer consuming, uh, you know, entertainment, um, apparel, products, and things that came out of the genius and beauty of african-american lifestyle and culture Um, and you know folks who are consumers are still willing to just uh uh, watch as people are murdered and killed and you know it's, it's so much we can do to lift voices and bring awareness um well, you know we watched a lot of uh black Live we got to watch a lot of uh black lives matter signs and murals and things go up around the country um instead of solutions um being implemented to fix the problem of police brutality and violence against uh black people and people of color and people of African descent uh, and you know it's cool that maybe as a national holiday Juneteenth will become a, a day I don't know it's just really weird that you know every holiday that has to do with black people is about, like, their distance or their proximity to slavery. Um, like, we celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, but we don't celebrate Malcolm X's birthday. You know, but like, we celebrate, you know, civil rights leaders, but, you know, particularly MLK. And, you know, we watered down some of his, his words, and we acknowledge that Black History Month is a thing. But a lot of what is talked about in Black History Month is the proximity of slave- to slavery. Uh, so Juneteenth comes about. And I think I was fine with it being, not being a national holiday, uh, because then people can't lie about it. Um, <laughs> And you know, if now people go pretend to know what it is. And most of the time before you ask them what Juneteenth is, they say, I don't know. Right? Is that June 16th? Right? Is it June 17th? Is it June eighteenth? Right? Is it June fourteenth? Is it June fifteenth? Right? Is it June thirteenth? Like people would people would know and they would say, I don't know. And you could not pretend to know if you didn't and and now people go take the day off and not go and not work on friday for some people and that's that's gonna be cool for some and they go they're gonna enjoy their time off and not work and like have no like it's you it's funny because i haven't heard anything about a sale a juneteenth sale for for, uh, from any large corporation, uh, just yet, I think they, you know, they, they deepen a budget of, of celebrating Pride Month, you know, and advocating for dollars, um, not people, but dollars as they, you know, pull in their, their connections and they, they sponsorships and sponsoring influencers and dancers and, you know, uh, non binary folks. Um, and queer people to uh, be relevant as they again advocate for dollars as um, tolerant or equity. Uh, they don't really. They they don't really talk about equity. They it's more they say equality um, and just m- kind of miss the mark often. But they make their phone calls during the month of June and, you know, pull pe- bring people out and parade them around and make videos and make, you know, clips and IGTV reels and um, IG reels and TikToks. And, you know, they got budgets for that. And I don't see much, much going on. They don't think they foresaw Juneteenth becoming a national holiday. So now they're not sure what to, what to do with it. But. We got a national holiday in June. I guess they saw June is like, oh well, we ain't got much going on in the month of June as far as holidays go. I guess we could give put something there. Um, we'll see if the stock market closes on that day. We'll we'll look for that um, in the coming in the coming years. Uh, but since it's on a Saturday this year, we ain't got to worry about that. So no no money is lost. And it's very interesting that it you know just happened so close to the date showing up um, but yeah I think you know if if, if it becomes part of curriculum uh, in schools you know that starts maybe in the beginning of the month you know and you know June becomes a nonviolent month in a lot of spaces I you know I really I think I would, you know be be really excited and and hopeful, you know, behind those types of changes. But right now, um, there's a lot of kids growing up of all different ethnicities and backgrounds that don't know what Juneteenth is. And if they start to learn it, um, they might not even get taught it in school because it happens during the summer. It's not too much summer school. Too, too much uh, summer going on so it's it's just all very interesting how things how things go um but you know folks will, who want to keep their money is is smart <laughs> uh so yeah Juneteenth is gonna be a national holiday and it's bittersweet for a lot of people um and like you said earlier you know us us as a, a society acknowledging you know what happened 100 years ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is is great. But if it had happened 30 years ago, a lot more people would have been alive to tell their stories um, on a on a national level. Um, I mean, even 10 years ago, it would have been more people. And as much as we, you know, were excited about Barack Obama being in the presidency, uh, you know, it's a, a lot we could have learned you know, and initiatives. But you know, I hope we, you know, are less bonded by trauma and more bonded by uh hope and love for each other. Welcome to episode 50 something. Episode June,
0: 54. Uh June 17. June 17th. Um two days out. a lot, which made me look up a lot. I, w- I was going you made like you provoked a lot of thought in what you were saying because this this is a this is kind of a, a amalgamation of different different threads happening at the same time. So, you know, I one, I flew and I want to praise you for your eloquence, elegance, and gracefulness and how you communicated that because I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that from my perspective. So watch me fall down the stairs in the dark as I descent into madness with this particular topic of Juneteenth. Because one, let's cover this word real quick. I, I looked this up as this was going on, because there's a lot of different things that are going on in this Go country, right? This uh, third largest populace in the world, supposedly based off of the data that I've been able to uh, find thanks to Google. Um, theory, the definition, right? A supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something, especially one based on general principles independent of the thing to be explained, right? A theory, a set of principles on which the practice of an activity is based. Theory, an idea used to account for a situation or justify a course of action. Now, if I look up fact, right? And I was say to give you the definition of fact, a thing that is known or proved to be true. Right? So when we look at the word theory, right? A supposition, S-U-P-P-O-I-O-S-I-T-I-O-N, right? Or a system of ideas intended to explain something. That's a theory, right? Especially one based on general principles, independent of the thing to be explained, right? Now, if I look at fact, if I look at fact, a thing that is known or proved to be true, and there was something that was said around in Florida, around race theory and education on race theory and, and and them being against it at a school board in Florida. They were against it in one of the counties. Right. And it became a talking point in the news. All right. It was um, highlighting how this is a conversation that I see happen a lot. This happens. This frequency of uh, conversation is happening more and more where people will say. It's not about race. It's about class. If we change the argument from race to class, it's a better argument to make. And and I understand what that means on a very practical, binary sense, or as we would say, black and white. I I get what they're trying to lead to. They're saying in order to have the numbers, the support and the justification for the fight in all these different regards that that exist within the black struggle. If you change it from it to being about race and change it to being about class, you're now opening it up. Right. And and MLK definitely was headed in that direction of trying to get things to be in that fashion. Right. Because it was what I'm pushing for will benefit black people and everyone else. It wasn't strictly just black people. But again, he was a black man at a time that was fighting for change for black people in in a strategic sense. Had to be very choice with his words and careful, and even then it was enough to get him killed and assassinated. Right? That is the truth. He became a martyr for the struggle that currently exists at this point in time. Because as Alfluin was talking about Juneteenth, and how that, yeah, it's it's going to be recognized as a federal holiday in the United States of America, the same country that has created this population of individuals who don't necessarily have a national country origin identity, right? We have, we have skin color and then we have America. And then we have the results of slavery as this multi-generational inheritance that no one asked for multi-generational inheritance that no one asked for. It's been multiple generations where we've inherited the traumatic discourse, energy and actions, right? That the United States I I'm unsure or maybe I'm so wrapped up in my own pain and rage. I can't see whether or not they hold themselves accountable to it, but it happened. Slavery happened. Right. And the thing is, right. This is the thing. When we talk about Juneteenth, that was the day that Tell them the thing the, the thing about Juneteenth, right. When we look at it, that was the, the, the national now it's considered the national independence day, historically known as Jubilee or emancipation day, the day that they freed the slaves. So this is the thing. You're talking about in the present time, there's so many black people, let alone people who don't even understand or have an awareness of what Juneteenth is. Right. And that's to me, that is by by choice due to a larger structure that rather us forget about it or in this sense, give it as a means of pacification. We're going to identify it, designate it and give you a day. We're going to give you a day. Right. We gave you a month, the shortest month in the year, and now we're going to give you a day. We're going to recognize the day that we, we as a country, we, America, United States, we, we, us, United States, we decided we're going to end it. We're going to give you that day now to celebrate because we decided that was the day. We put you in slavery and then when you fought long and hard and enough, we realized okay, it's wrong, but hold on, wait a minute. How wrong is it? Well, we all know the U.S. Constitution. We all know the, the, the amendments, right? Or maybe we don't. But in section section one of Amendment 13, the 13th Amendment, what does it say? It says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except. Oh, wait, I thought it was abolished. No, 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 no. It's abolished except as a punishment for crime. Whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist with the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Right. Right. So it's. It we were we were freed, but in this amendment, right? This thirteenth amendment, right? Wait, this this was January 31st, 1865, right? That's when it but Juneteenth. Right. Go ahead. Juneteenth, right? If we look at Juneteenth, that was June 19th, 1866. So what 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 happened? We created a plan. We created a contingency plan for our day of independence. And what was that contingency plan? If we put you in a position where you're more likely to be arrested, incarcerated, imprisoned, then did we ever really free you? If we systematically right? this isn't a theory, this is a fact we could just look. It's a fact. I said it's a fact. I said it's a fact because I've experienced it from my own family. I've experienced it when it comes to the data and statistics, the scientific proof, which has been provided due to what they've captured, given the fact that, yes, this is an industrial complex, right? So you mean to tell me we were free, except unless we commit a crime, right? So how free are we? And now we got a holiday to celebrate what you told us is freedom right because i i really don't see my people free right i see free to a to a default because if what happened to george floyd and countless others and the reason why i use george floyd is because that has to me been the the pivotal point in our current generation and time to signal to the mass atrocities and in terms of how horrible black people are treated and how death is just always around the corner because George Floyd isn't one person. It's many people who've also experienced the same fate, but because George Floyd was in my eyes, a a very clear moment where you can't ignore it. You can't get away from it. You can't hide from it. It's in your face. This is the reality of what we're dealing with. George Floyd became the, the name, right. That sticks in everyone's head. So it draws on your, on draws on your memories. It draws on, all the trauma that exists that you experienced as an individual, as you listen to this, when I say to where's George Floyd, you have memories and you have different scenarios and situations and things that are provoked in your memory, but George Floyd isn't the only person. He won't be the last person, right? I mean, Derek Chauvin is a name associated with that, but even within that course of him being tried and him being found guilty, there were so many other people who had lost their lives at the hands of police violence, right? Right the outcome or the result, regardless of the specifics, the the results are the same, right? Because it's one thing when you can say, well, only in these scenarios where it's justified. But no, now we, it's hard to even look at what's justified if we're seeing so much that goes unjustified. And it's happened time and time again. And yet Juneteenth, right? Juneteenth, we, we can celebrate now because Maybe maybe it provides you a three day weekend. Maybe it provides you a sale, because we all know that even though as minorities as we are in the grand scheme of data and numbers, we definitely create the most in terms of our ability to make product. Right. Think about how black culture exists in this broader context. When you look at something like Beats by Dre, right, it's an electronic company that produces audio um, headphones but there was a period of time when you couldn't look anywhere and not see somebody on a plane a bus or maybe even in a car where they had on these headphones that had this clear b on the side of the head right but what was the beats by jay representing oh dr dre a music producer from Compton, california from la right who's known for you know his involvement in nwa right there's such classic hits as f the police and you know
1: Straight out of Compton.
0: Straight out of Compton with Attitude, you know what I'm saying? There's Easy e Ice Cube. You you take all of these. Oh, wait. And then he created The Chronic, which is a classic masterpiece, and found Snoop Dogg. And oh, wait. Then he finds this, this really uh, incredible uh, lyrical rapper from Detroit named Eminem. Oh, wait. And then he helps give life to uh, the career, right? The career helps support Kendrick Lamar. So this... This, and, Curtis Kurt, oh, and Curtis Jackson, too. Right. The, the names, the impact, the, empire, the of cultural influence, the number of records sold, how many of them artists have gone on to win Pulitzer Prizes, Grammys, Oscars. This is Dr. Dre's fingerprints on a company that generates billions of dollars and was one of the biggest providers of economic sustenance in the field of audio equipment. And then it gets bought out by Apple, which is one of the biggest companies in the world. And Dr. Dre being a black person is a part of this larger American narrative of black genius. Right. But I mean, I remember I had friends wouldn't even let me in a house, but they wore Jordans. They wore Jordans. And what's Jordans? Michael Jordan, another black man who's an athlete who, because of his prowess and his abilities and what he provided to the game of of basketball in the NBA, created a brand within nike that generated billions of dollars man there's there's these consistent themes of of what it means to be black in america and be a minority yet being able to produce this this icon icon this iconography of a man getting ready to slam dunk right everyone knows the silhouette just as much as they know the silhouette of of the nba logo right it's almost synonymous right I wouldn't be surprised at some point that becomes the logo of the NBA because, yeah, it has that much pull. It has that much power. And yet, Juneteenth, right? Juneteenth, right? We talk about black excellence and the, the, the status we hold and what we can do and what we're capable of and how much influence we have. Hip hop is one of the most long lasting of the genres of music created out of the American popular music that dictates the world, right? When we talk about every form of music, there's there's someone Black involved in in the conversation or in the creation, right? I mean, the Rolling Stones is named after a Black man's song, right? The Rolling Stones will even go and tell you in praise, right? Howling Wolf, Muddy Waters, and all these individuals who will go on down in infamy that unless you read a book or someone introduces it to you will not be a part of the common discourse of popular culture. That's the truth. Just like Juneteenth, which is the day that we supposedly were set free except if we're found guilty for committing a crime, right? We're free except if we're found guilty for committing a crime, right? And yet when we look at those statistics, we look at that data, who is the largest population when it comes to the people that are incarcerated or in this case, enslaved? Oh, there's still black people. So hmm, Juneteenth, which was decided after they figured out, well, we can keep people in slavery. Right. Because if we if we have redlining, Right. Which then determines the value of your property. And that means you are at an economic disadvantage when it comes to your white brothers and sisters. Right. When it comes to looking at the property value of where you currently sit at and your access to economic mobility and oh wait a hundred years ago we had something called black wall street in tulsa oklahoma and that just got obliterated burned down to the ground right and and now the united states government chooses to acknowledge it as the last remaining people to have experienced that atrocity are on their way out the door right a hundred years later yeah what are the what is the what are the actions of repair to that right What has actually been designated for black people beyond the designation of a holiday to address the harm that has been caused time and time again? I mean, Juneteenth was a day, right? June 19th, 1866 was a celebration of the emancipation. But even going into the fifties and the sixties, there were black people were indentured servants who weren't even aware of what juneteenth was right they didn't even have an idea they were still working in the field right we didn't have the access of phones and the ability to communicate the way we do now right right. they marched into texas to let them know y'all y'all free but they didn't march Left, right, north, south, east, west, up and down all over the grid of Texas. They just came in and was like, look, spread the word. Well, if we don't spread the word to every Negro, they ain't got to know that they can go. And that's the truth. Right. When we talk about Juneteenth, I mean, if you appreciate it, by all means, appreciate and enjoy, celebrate. But for me, a person who I've spent so much of my life trying to fight injustice, by working in the community and being of support to those that don't have access to, right? When I try to be there for my family, as they're being impacted by all of these different systems that historically have been so damaging to my family, let alone my community and my family being Black, right? I'm just like, oh, you want to give me a holiday? You going to give me a holiday? Does that mean I'm going to get an email from Target and Best Buy and you know, any
1: of these and May- is the bank. Is the banks go call me and say they got an account for me with hundred dollars in it? That's that's what oh, they you gotta, asking for too
0: much. I just said I wanted an email to let me know, hey, we got savings this weekend, this weekend only, Juneteenth
1: celebratory celebration sales. You know, that's that's great, but like when you talk <laughs> about like when you the reluctance of peace right? The reluctance to peace that, that exists, right? Can, can go back. You can go back two years before, right? With the Emancipation Proclamation, right? 1863, Abraham Lincoln's like, you know, slavery's wrong. And folks is like, all right, Abe, that's cool. Like, we get it. But as long as you stay up there, you know, whatever your union wanna do, let your union do. Then, then 1865, right? End of January, Congress says, All right, we're gonna pass this. But they not go proclaim it, right? They ain't gonna let people know about it. Just again, right? No C SPAN, right? It's no no internet, right? And most people, most of the black African American population, right, cannot read, right? Because the majority of them is slaves. So the more majority of them are slaves. So they wait a whole year to ratify it in December, right? Then they proclaim it later on, right? December 6th, 8, they, they uh ratify it the 18th, they proclaim it. So then, right, 1865, them like a whole year first, right, after taking two years to put it, to get it to Congress, right, then they take a whole year, and when you look at the amount of people that were dying per year as slaves, um, the amount of people that were still being brought to America as slaves, right, being kidnapped, right, not stolen as property, right. They're being kidnapped, right, to being abducted, right, tortured, right, starved, beaten, and and uh, and then forced, right, into labor um, as slaves for basically two and a half years after the, you know the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Numbers on numbers on numbers, right? They wasn't really like slowing down so much, um, right? Because business was booming, and slavery was business. Uh, and you talk about those indentured service, right, who were, who were working for little to nothing, and they really thought. As far as work goes, that the best they could do was the agriculture, you know, industry and in the Jim Crow Confederate South. And they didn't know that. Right. They could go right, a few states away and and do better. Right. You know, and it would not be easy, right? Because better was not about it being easy for African-Americans, right? It's not, it was, it's like it's still not about that really, right? It's not, it's not about ease of the journey, uh, as much as it is like, you may not have to play as much defense while you trying to be on the offense and, and score for you and your family, um, and right, it's being a being a part of the capitalistic game uh, that exists in America. When you say, Well, folks didn't really know, like if he was working in, in in the Confederate South, like you didn't know, well then you just go keep working and then June Nineteenth, right? Two thousand people come down to Galveston, Texas. Well, if you don't work at work in Galveston, Texas, in Galveston, right? Uh, as I say, Galveston. Um, if you don't work in Galveston, like then you like, then you would know right away, right? It would take a quarter million slaves to be told by two thousand troops, and then those quarter million slaves then had to get out of Galveston, right? They had to get out of the city, right? Then get out of the county, then get out of the region, and then get out of the state just to believe it, you know, and experience it without violence. And then like, we're not really experiencing it now. Like you say, right? We're not really experiencing it now without violence. And then you have situations, um, societal um, indicators that not much has changed and you have circumstances that exist that would allow lot harm and allow really incarceration. To be like a viable future for, you know, a significant percentage of people, right? When you say, right, over 100,000 people, you got 2,300, 100,000 incarcerated people, right? You got 2,300, right, who are black. um, and, And you got Native American and Latinx folk. Um, behind that, you know, but by almost, like, 800 to 1,000 people, um, it's like, okay, so, if we got this 13th Amendment, it really just means, like, if you don't stay in line, you can go, we can just go back to where we started in 18th 60, 65, right? Like, we just go back to back then, right? Because, right, the 13th Amendment passed in January of 1865, right? So it's like, we could just go back to 1864, 1863, you know, just even before the Men's Proclamation, Men's Proclamation where you know, folks didn't know, and it was cool for you to just be enslaved, right? Here, we just like practice wearing these chains. Round your neck practice wearing these chains around your wrists. you know practice wearing these chains around your ankles for a bit and when you slip up we'll get you some new ones and and you can hold on to those and you know come do some license plates can come you know do some some field work some roll work come, some roll work make some clothes like you come you come through and you know we hook you up uh but like just know we always got a spot for you um, what they call it in uh sorry to bother you duty free I oh, know what they call it now what they call it uh, I forget what they call it it's not it's not duty free um, but you know basically people going to jail getting three meals a day and they see it as appealing and um, as the as the their best option to to put themselves at risk, right? To jeopardize their their physical freedom, their mental freedom, right, and their spiritual freedom, uh, by you know being enslaved in a penitentiary. And is 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 it's, 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 an, it's just interesting. Like I think it's smart, right? It's clever to call it rehabilitation, right? It's it's clever, um. It maybe nice. it's, right. What it it sound nice to yeah, nice ring to the people who's not being enslaved. I mean, but what, what if I mess up my shoulder and I go to rehabilitation? I go to
0: rehab. I go to physical therapy. Oh, I go to physical therapy. It's therapeutic. Ah, oh, man, it's physical therapy.
1: Wait, so but what about? Rehab. Wh- but what? But what about? What about rehab for for poverty?
0: What are you talking about? Why are you even saying something like that? You crazy?
1: Like why? Like why? If we talk about what's wrong with me, right? If I if I'm if I say, well, there's a problem with my life, right? The problem with the way I'm living, right?
0: It's a problem for who? For, for me? you? But what right? if so I, I need, don't see I need, you? What if I don't, my see,
1: you? I my, don't see my ankle. But I, if I my ankle messed up, even if you well, can't depends. Can't see Do, you me, I still can't walk, Do you got health care Do you got health care still- coverage? But what about my coverage? How can I have health care coverage?
0: You don't exist then. You it, ain't got healthcare.
1: Wait, but but I'm I'm impoverished. I, I how am I get healthcare?
0: You're not you're not gonna get healthcare. We just gonna we gonna hope we gonna hope you make it and it, and we gonna you know maybe you get a free meal if you can you know stumble all over to the to the soup kitchen if you just. But, but
1: what do, do you I? Can what do it? I do? What do I do with the free meal? You eat that. But what then? What do I do after that? How do I get another one?
0: You hope you get another one. Hope you can get another one.
1: So maybe I should just go to rehabilitation and then I get three meals a day.
0: And you get housing. And they're going to take care of you because they got doctors.
1: And they got got clothes.
0: You just can't go nowhere. And you got to wake up when we tell you when to wake up. Matter of fact, you got to follow every single rule we tell you to follow. You just can't leave.
1: Well, how come y'all just can't give me instructions to do that outside
0: it's harder for us to make money off of it.
1: But it, but how do I make money?
0: I mean, you know, if we was concerned with that, you probably wouldn't be in the situation to begin with.
1: Okay, okay. So I gotta I gotta figure I gotta figure that part out myself. But you gotta figure out if, how to help if, yourself. If you got a broke ankle, you better figure out which bootstrap you're finna pull up. But if I but if I go to reha- re- rehab, right? You can do that for me, right? You could just get tell if me If you, you come
0: to the rehabilitation where you give up your freedom, yeah. And you commit some act of harm in the community, yeah, of course. The but price of admission is what if it's the not what if it's not harm time.
1: though? What if I'm just like selling cigarettes because I'm trying to make money, right?
0: I mean, well, I mean, then we might have to execute you on the street because then that's not I mean, how harmful is it if cigarettes are legal? Illegal. If I mean, what kind of capitalism are we talking about? Is this but if, capitalism? If the
1: store could sell cigarettes and then I buy them, right? If I buy the cigarettes the same way the store buy the cigarettes to sell them, right? Then I buy cigarettes and I sell them, right? Isn't that cool?
0: Do you got a permit?
1: Wait, how? do... Wait, I didn't see the store's permit.
0: I mean. Of course, you didn't see it. We didn't want you to see it. If we if we cared enough to have you actually know the infrastructure and the way that it works, we would include you in and inform you of the process.
1: So but what if I buy drinks? And then I sell drinks. Can
0: I mean, I it depends. More- do you do you look like a threat? If you to, look like a threat not right to my mama. Well, it depends on who's looking right to your mama. okay. but if it's somebody else in a uniform or somebody else who has who has the ability to exercise uh, veiled authority, right, veiled authority. I'm not going to call it outright authority. It's veiled authority. Right. Because, again, most people don't know their rights. So it's a veil. Right. You get to remove the veil if you know your rights, but they don't want you to know your rights. So the veil
1: is there. But what if I what if I sell weed right so the, the dispensaries right they buy weed and then they sell weed and i see people lined up like crazy can i do that i mean if you don't get caught wait wait you know why, wait wait why, why 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 they they doing it in broad daylight they doing it all day
0: because why? again right we have created a system for them to be able to sell it in broad daylight and we're going to make it extremely difficult for you to be able to participate in that system Because of all of the bureaucracy, right? You look like a threat. Of course, you look like a threat.
1: But even if I break. So first, I got to not look like a threat. Then I got to get a permit for cigarettes. I got to get a permit for alcohol. And I got to get a permit for marijuana to sell it. But I can buy all of it myself anytime I want to. Yeah, of course. Of course you can. But that's going to make it really... a matter often. of fact, we're
0: going to make it easier for you to access those three things, and we're going to be able to make it
1: uh, easy for you to access healthcare. And it's it seems like it's easier to get those things than it is to get food. Yeah, of course.
0: I mean, at um, least food that actually has real sustenance in it.
1: I mean, because, like, I know if I go get marijuana, then I'll be really hungry. And then if I... If I go, if I go to get some alcohol, I only see like candy and like protein bars, um, and chips. You thought those were
0: protein bars? with well, them Them ain't protein bars. Them is sugar-filled oatmeal chocolate chip uh,
1: snack bars. <laughs> what they what they say, right? That is protein. Yeah, right? but and, but, protein but if how I, much we talking about and, and then when I and when and when I go when I go get cigarettes, um. It depends on where i go but sometimes i can find sandwiches or like hot dogs that's like been in the thing all day okay. um, and I, I it's hard for me to like afford the cigarettes because i'm i'm kind of addicted to those it's hard for me to get the cigarettes and get the, the the sandwiches or the hot dogs so how do i how do i make money to do that. If those are things that I like, right? Like, because I like, I, if I like marijuana, if I like, if I like cigarettes and I like alcohol, right? Because those things I'm kind of like, those are things I use to like, cope with, like my, my trauma, right? Like, because, like, because I grew up in poverty, like I grew up in poverty, into poverty, right? So I started there and I'm still there. And so I feel I've like experienced a lot of stuff that was like harmful to me, and to 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 like manage that, like oh, you mean manage I, your I, trauma? Like yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah, right. That, traumatized.
0: Yeah, and you had right. a lot of that, adverse so, childhood so, experiences, is what you saying? Adverse childhood experiences. Not,
1: not just not just my childhood though, right? Because I we call them I
0: started
1: there. I started there, right? And I started there with. The trauma in my childhood, but then I had it in my adolescence, and then I had it in my adulthood too. And so, so look, like this is what we're gonna do: this the cigarettes, do. right? The alcohol, and the marijuana. We got people help, who, help me. We got people
0: right who aren't from your community, who have theorized all of the different things you just communicated. And they have no clear understanding themselves of how to process or navigate it. And they look nothing like you. And we're going to provide you in abundance, those people within those systems that understand or have a what I would call a third person idea of what you're going through. Not necessarily firsthand. But if, I tell, them, if, I,
1: if I tell them the facts, would they believe that over their theory?
0: Oh, you see, the thing is, right, they're facts for you and how you perceive it. And since they're the facts and how you perceive it, that actually doesn't change but in the facts I, when you tell them. They but just I become know, theories.
1: It but I know, right? Because the facts is right something that's known, right? And proven because right, there there it is happening right there. I'm watching that, that fight happen, right? I'm but if I turn my head shot and I just take I, it as your story, it but just it's on it's the your... body cam too. Oh, you don't see the body cam footage? If I don't look at it, it don't exist oh okay so fine right so we just go with your theory because your theory is going to help me right
0: um theoretically speaking the oh. theory is made to um give you give you moments of hope but if you don't have enough supports it ain't gonna help you like you you have right, to so have you you have to have I'd a be considerable that amount feel of better. skills
1: i'd be hoping that i feel better you might right. feel better
0: for wednesday but not thursday friday
1: what's like i hope i feel better like after my after i get cigarettes right i hope i feel better after i get by alcohol i hope i feel better after i get marijuana um but then after that stuff is gone i don't really feel better and i like be hungry and it's really hard for me to get work especially like i feel like people um like when i come when i go places smelling like any of those things because that's my clothes all smell the same um if i show up in those places they they really don't want me to stay there
0: um yeah you know um you see that's the funny especially especially at school it's funny you say that cocaine don't really have much of a smell to it but people sniff it a lot and you you would never know right that the pills that people pop and take because they don't exude or have a fume that comes off of it that would even notify you. But right, I only get it, I only, only get stuff at the that's at the store though. Oh uh, well, you know, I'm just trying to help you manage, right? Because it sounds like you you're you have substances that you use, right? Like if if I was to hand you a pharmaceutical prescription, right, right, that right, those prescriptions. But I don't have healthcare. But you, if you can get enough money, you can pay for it out of pocket. It's just, it's really expensive, right? I mean, the the access is there if you have money,
1: and I mean, but but with you the effects get, of the, but like, will my symptoms be gone if I just bought meals with that that instead? Like, would would that help with what I was experiencing if I just bought food with that money? Theoretically instead of buying, speaking, instead of buying if I bought food theoretically, that I had nutrition, like theoretical value. Speaking, if I it should ate that, work out instead, instead of if I ate like stuff that was good for me, instead of like saving my money to get pharmaceutical drugs, could I just like eat better? If I could just eat, you know, if I save the money instead of buying uh cigarettes and alcohol and marijuana, if I instead of buying those three things that make me smell bad and people kick me out of places, if I bought food instead, would that like make make some of my my side effects and like help me like manage things better help me navigate a little bit better uh
0: i mean it's it's funny you say if you were to eat something right because there was a man who um once lived he once did live but he no longer lives okay and his name he was known as dr sebi right And he he proclaimed that the body, right, needs electricity, right? And that acidity can corrupt and create inflammation within the body that can make it sick. Now, here's the thing, right? Okay. And he was in 1987, right? He was charged with two counts of practicing medicine without a license, right? Because he claimed to have cured all of these diseases, right? And the thing is. When when the truth was shown, he was able to help take care of these people right through what some call being vegan, but also with just a real practical sense of what you put into your body will produce different results. Now, it sounds like you live in an environment, in an area where you don't really have access to maybe good quality or great quality fruits and vegetables or things that can create some level of sustenance that could provide that level of health that you, that you say, right. If I eat this with this, some of these things go away. And, you know, there have been, there have been seen, you know, the effects of what you eat, right. Especially in this, this country we live in where obesity is high. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of evidence or Data That suggests if you were to eat healthy, a lot of the ailments that you suffer from, not to just mention what you eat, but if you had stable living conditions or a situation that led itself to yeah, sustainability cause, like, and this safety. Not, this,
1: this not where I live. Right. I'll be living. Sometimes I'm on on the west side and sometimes I'm on the south side. Right. Because that's like closer to the sun. So I'd be on the but that's south the thing. side. If you,
0: had, if you had a stable, sustainable living situation, chances are you wouldn't even have a need. Because there was a thing that happened in, in Washington where they had these things called the wet homes. And what happened is, is there were people who, you know, had an addiction to alcohol. And once they were provided stable living conditions, the rate of consumption for alcohol actually reduced considerably. Right. And that actually happened. That was. I mean, theoretically, let me excuse me. I didn't mean to say, you know, it happened as an effect. It happened in a theoretical sense because that's just what we surmised from witnessing these people live and what happened. Right. Because, again, right. Race theory suggests, right, that that could produce more division if people have a knowledge of self and where they come from. That could further divide the United States more than it's already divided now. I mean, even but, more than the 70 versus 70 million who voted for two different presidents who, you know, as one is extreme in his uh, toxicity and the other one, not as much.
1: Now, are they still a part of the same. But if you but if you go but if you go back like 250 years and they all everybody knew that they had come from Europe and they had division, right, of the Union and the Confederacy. Right. They like they had division also. Right. So wouldn't wouldn't like I mean, how much has that
0: really been resolved? Because it just so it's not really self-awareness that's
1: so it's not really self-awareness that's causing division. Right. You're right. It's not it's not really knowledge yourself that's go cause more division to the United States. Is it in theory, in
0: theory, in theory, in theory, I mean, in theory, we have the freedom to relive the atrocity of the you know american civil war um just as a form of expression to maybe keep that division going you know it's i mean regardless of the information the education or the basis right we don't have a we don't have a foundational federal understanding of what needs to be given to youth all over this country in terms of their education because again as much as this is a free country right you have the freedom to express yourself Theory and fact oftentimes look very different depending on who's the one using the words.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so, so basically, if we, if, if there are enough people that disagree on, on a few things, right, then we could just keep the division going, right, for, right, as long as necessary, as long as, you know, people want to make money from it, right, then, right, then it's going to stick around okay because so we can
0: I, use we could use you know someone who looks like you who we would define as American Americanly successful right they're successful under the lens and scope of what we as Americans have agreed upon as successful so that means maybe they have money or they have status or they have influence right maybe they have stature in a In a class, right?
1: Can we generalize? Can we generalize? Can you take their situation and generalize for everybody that everybody? No, we only want
0: a few to have it so that way we can point to them to say, can't you see that you, you have the ability to do it too? Even though a lot of the circumstances came down to how much resource access or how they just were lucky enough to not get caught in a system that's made to enslave them? Oh, okay. So if I'm lucky, I mean, they were lucky. I mean, and the, the thing is, let's oh. not confuse it because some of their friends weren't lucky, you know, some of their friends okay. had to uh, okay. take the rap, as they say. They had to do the time for the crime. But because they had a, a solidarity, unlike most of their peers, you know, they were able to keep the money going. Right. Because they understood the sacrifices that were, were being made was. My friend is going to have to do some time. And when he's done doing that time, I will take care of him because they they were they were in solidarity with me to protect me, to keep me in the capitalistic game, to keep me going so I can reach back. Right. If if I'm if I have the awareness enough to know what the risk Oh, you
1: are. mean like Memphis Bleak, um, you know, Memphis or in, you know, theory. There's some,
0: in theory, yeah,
1: in theory, Memphis Bleak. You're right. OK, 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 cool. All right, so I could I right, all right so I just need so some unlucky people around me so that I could be lucky. And and, right, look, so, and and
0: and and hopefully they have the you know tolerance to understand their unluckiness, right? Because in order to be lucky lefty, right, there has to be some people who they don't pick the lucky straw, right? And, you know, hopefully you have enough within you to say, you know what, I'm going to take care of your family as I excel. And I'm going to make sure you don't go hungry where you can eat a little bit extra when you you're down in the slavery camp.
1: I don't I don't know if I got enough apathy for that, though.
0: I mean, hopefully hopefully you could find enough apathy to keep pushing and dragging forward when, yeah, like. Hey, you know what? You're doing me a solid. And as much as it pains me to see you down, I'm gonna keep on rising. And when you come out, guess what? I'm gonna have a position waiting for you. I will make sure that your legacy is solidified where you can escape the same pitfalls that your peers that when you were down and you were sitting with them when y'all had where y'all were forced to sit down, they're not gonna have the same access you're gonna have, but you're gonna have some exemplary access right because again we're going to use you and your friends as the token individuals to point to to say look they made they did it against all odds they were incarcerated they changed their life right okay they so were able I'll to leverage their family status or maybe some sense of acclaim or fame that they had any access to to grant them a new brand or company or success maybe you have just enough of that initiative driven energy that you You just believe so blindly in yourself to tune out all of the noise that is coming your way. Where guess what? Now you can be you can be profoundly successful too.
1: All right. So Juneteenth is a good thing. Yeah, celebrate it. Okay.
0: Hopefully, within three to four years, you'll also start to see the sales come in where fifty to sixty percent off for all Black people who decide to step foot into a store owned by white folks.
1: All right. OK, cool. Because I think in in, re, in reality, right. Like. The 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 federal holiday is is going to bring in sales, you know, yeah, and the federal, the federal the economy, the federal, right? And yeah, exactly. So
0: it might not help the black community, which may need, uh, you know, varying degrees of help. Nah, in but the...
1: but but right. We don't really right. We're not really worried about that.
0: I mean, yeah, because when you look at the right. track record, theoretically speaking, uh, the United just, States hasn't really shown a, a sense of empathy, care, or consideration to the right. advancement of Black people in adverse situations.
1: Right, we just leave push it to the that, side. That idea
0: push it to the side. Just leave it on down, the side.
1: Down, down there. All right. So Juneteenth is a federal holiday, and while it's a federal holiday right we we are watching the united states complicity complicitness with an is Isra- israel regime that is all for genocide um
0: well not remember it's not everyone right the That you can't take a vocal majority or minority or a vocal populace that exists within a country and then proclaim that as much as they're screaming it in the streets that they want death to those that believe in a specific religion or come from a certain nationality or culture you can't take that and say as a blanket statement that the whole this whole government, this particular government that is being supported by the United States monetarily for an event that took place in a European country, um, yeah, you but, can't
1: necessarily but say. But I'm, but I'm but I'm looking for the the folks with the platform and the voices and the large amounts of people to come out against the genocide that doesn't represent them, and it's. Seems challenging to find And maybe that is a a media thing Um, But I also don't see uh, An American government Doing much To stop it outside Funding The the genocide itself Like funding The killing Could could you say it's
0: almost as considerably Crazy to say okay you know, yes, we're going to give you a holiday. You black people get a holiday. All you lovely black folks, we're going to get a holiday. Right. The United States government, us as the United States government, we will now I, we will designate this national holiday. Right. Not to say we're going to designate also any level of uh, responsibility or accountability for our actions for the past 400 years in the the, you know, discouragement of black people and their advancement in life. But we're also going to give money to a country, right, to help them create an army and create a a massive military presence as a strategic stronghold within a region that we see economic viability to try to have some level of control in at the hands of destroying the people who were inhabitants there prior. Right. I mean, that's almost as crazy as to say that there was a country or there is a country. That we also collaborated with to some degree on an economic scale to investigate the possibility of a, you know, virus or some type of sickness that could jump from animal to animal. And then it actually does jump from animal to animal. And the person who's going to lead you into what we should do is also somehow involved in that same level of investment and research to understand something that may have the potential of harming the globe. I mean, it's almost as, as crazy to say that we're against that same country that we help develop these things and fund them to understand and research. And they also have camps like we do in the United States, where in their case, they're you know putting people in these camps based off of their religious beliefs. And we put people in camps based off of the fact that they're trying to escape um, very much violent, horrible, uh, kind of impoverished circumstances in a neighboring country, right? We we oftentimes, right, will look and say, you know, oh, point the finger of this is what they're doing wrong. And then, you know, we'll create this kind of wall or this line, right, where our own vice president will say, do not come to this country because we don't have anything for you, even though we have a lot of land.
1: And a we have, lot. We, have a, we have a lot of land.
0: We have a lot of empty homes and places to stay and we're in need of a workforce and we we don't, we just don't have it. We don't have anything
1: for you. Right. Isn't that, I mean, that's not, that, it's, you're like, right. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. That's, that's, that when you put it like that, right. It sounds, it sounds crazy that we would like that we would do anything that wouldn't benefit the financial goals and the uh the military goals of our government yeah okay all right so so yeah so that makes sense it's not necessarily about benefiting you know as many people as possible it's not necessarily about being an example uh of uh acceptance and refuge and justice, you know, and or liberty because right, it's like we can just, you know, enslave people if they mess up, right? Because the 13th yeah. Mem- amendment said, right, you know, we it's like even our own people, right? Domestic, right? Like native or not native, but um I mean what naturalized what you, you, you c- citizens. This, citizens. You, you um we those... can just we can just imprison them right that's that's cool so like, I get I get you said that natives
0: how dare yeah, you we, say native indigenous people to this land that we we fought and killed and stole yeah, no from
1: no, no 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 we we them, we, we enslaving them too we oh, just, okay we're we enslave you know, we enslaved, we enslaving them too we like we we want them I mean because I mean us. maybe there as, is as some a government uh, there's semblance. a government that want right we want them the government wants I mean them you, you think of indigenous like folks this, to right? also you, be you think about the a part of the people. workforce, right?
0: Think about the indigenous people who live here. And, you know, we we knew that they, they didn't claim ownership to the land because their relationship to the land was being, co, it was cohabitual, right? They were cohabitants to the land. They respected the land as being cohabitants to it, right? And we drove them to the point of, in a lot of ways, genocide in a variety of forms, right? Whether that was direct, us killing them and pursuing them or giving them you know articles of cloth that also had some level of sickness to carry them on their way and then and you know enclose them in these these regions right where maybe they don't have access to the same resources as their neighbors right who you know we call them reservations but what's really being reserved is just land and nothing else right we observe your existence as you living in your own space after we've done so much historical harm to you and your people. But that's I mean, that's almost similar in comparison to what's going on in the conflict of Israel and Palestine. Right. People who have lived there and now there's a claim to land based off of many varying degrees of stipulation and information that's, and history
1: that, nah, nah, nah. and that's we're driving
0: apples. these people that's, into smaller than smaller groups to the that's point ap-
1: that's apples and religious oranges well right? i mean think about that's it about, that's about the, right because the the uh, indigenous the people
0: right indigenous people here right you you would have to ask what real claim to economic, economic status do they have to operate in sovereignty and independence, right? It's very difficult to not have some inter intersectionalness or integration within the capitalistic economic system that is here in America without some level of like, yeah, we need to be a part of what the United States status, laws, stipulations, right? Their permittance of our involvement, right? And now you look at what's happening to the Palestinian people and their lack of independence and the ability to have any economic holding. It all has to go through this other, this other entity. It's all being controlled, manipulated, and done through this other entity, right? And what are some commonalities? Well, who has really incredible military power? Who has a, mil- a militarized stance that is so large and massive that it's hard to ignore, right? Because when you look at the you look at the the outpour, right? It was it was guns, gunpowder, and having this massive people who are willing to kill, right, to drive people into these reservations. And now we're looking just across the Atlantic Ocean in this region where they have jets and they have a military and they have a dome who are you know engaged in battle with people who have nothing of the sort of the same comparable scope of military prowess and yet are struggling to survive
1: right oh that is the same hmm. but but that, that that is the same
0: so i mean 100 years ago they dropped bombs on Tulsa Oklahoma and here we are in the present day in an america funded jet to some degree is dropping
1: bombs on the palestinian people Oh yeah, now they got they got uh mortars and um all types of weapons I mean, and, and Fred ordinances. Hampton was in
0: Philadelphia and that wasn't a hundred years ago, and he was trying to fight for the liberation of his people and it and it wasn't just his people, it was many people, right? And it's been turned into a movie, and you know, we we know how that story ends.
1: Right, but like when the when the constitution was talking about establishing justice they were very specific about who was considered in that right and and, oh, and yeah. then when they wanted they wanted to ensure domestic tranquility like I don't feel like it's I have insurance on that on tranquility living in a domestic United States um and then like for like is for the they wanted to establish the common defense. I don't feel like I'm defended all the time under the constitution and they wanted to they they wanted to promote the general welfare. Um but I see I can see a lot of people who are not included in that general welfare um and then secure the blessings they wanted to secure the blessings of liberty and i don't see a lot of liberation happening um as we move into the juneteenth weekend um i know what juneteenth represents out of galveston texas and what you know african Americans, people of black uh in America people of African descent have been celebrating um, in terms of the pursuit of liberty um, but I don't feel like the the blessings of liberty were meant for black people in the Constitution when say Ourselves and our posterity, um, as they established the constitution. I don't think they was talking about indigenous people. I don't think they was talking about people you of don't color. It wasn't. Oh, okay, that's it. It wasn't right. at all. They wasn't. It wasn't. We, Thanks for as a country, that up. That's, that's, that's we clear. wasn't that's, considering. That's, considering that's, that's right. clear because I feel like people. Because I think right, people who are black were not considered human. At the time, well, you know, in the
0: 1700s, right, the South they wanted to have some, so they wanted to have some stake, right, when it came to being represented. So how how could they be represented if much of the population in the South had slaves? Well, the way that they said was, oh, well, we'll have them count towards three fifths of a whole being, right. So given you have so many slaves, now you can have representation within the House of Representatives, within the Senate, within Congress, within the United States, you know, government system. Right. Because now we're going to recognize your property as a way to increase your populist status. But the thing is, right, as soon as Juneteenth came around a couple of years later, what did they do? The South, those Confederate states enacted laws that led to the disenfranchisement of black people. Right. Right. That's also led to what we call Jim Crow laws, right? Because as much as they were free, there were still laws and legislation that kept them segregated, that kept them uh, limited in terms of their access to the same good quality anything. We talking about healthcare, education, we talking about food, you you name it, right? We're not going to give you the same level of access as what we have as white individuals in this country. And and, and the thing is me being a black individual, having an understanding, education, awareness of this, I mean, it didn't happen within the school system or structure. It happened much largely outside of it, right? right? So me having this understanding hasn't created any hostility or anger or hatred towards any of my white counterparts that occupy any of the workspaces that I'm currently in. It has led to more education for them and their unawareness and ignorance because I have access to this information. But again, I was in a privileged position due to luck where i was born and who i was born to to have that access of information so i could distribute it to my fe- fellow
1: compatriots and you know what i don't hear a lot of hate right coming from folks that, that i know of palestinian descent i don't i don't see a lot of a lot of hate towards people i see a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow and i see a lot of remorse and um grief um, but I, the anger is not directed at individual Israeli folks. I see it directed at governments and peoples in power who are condone, uh, complicit, and allowing and condoning um, this uh, this treatment, this uh, genocide, this murdering. Right, but like the, the 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 trauma is not breeding res, resentment toward individuals. It's not, I. It's not causing people to hate each other. It's the the I hate mean, of each other has that's been, causing
0: the the. Has, has there been a national black army that has tried to fight any form of American resistance for change in the United States ever? Has it has it ever? come about or happened i mean they've been scared when certain leaders of communities would come together and you know try to give them you know give the people right oh martin luther king for example right he he actually promoted peace right he was he was uh, a study of you know passive resistance right and forms of peace and and non-harmfulness and even he was assassinated and killed when he were when he was attempting to bring the country together under the understanding of classism and poverty right because again it was strategic to say if i make it a black issue it's only black people but if i make it about poverty well then i can get us a win for all people right it was strategic and right. i don't recall any that, that's any massive of arms coming together in a very strategic way to try and overthrow the government like what these wild fools did on january 6th when they decided to parade around a nazi flag um confederate flag a confederate flag um two those are two losing armies right that that one um, represent death and destruction um that's what armies do right they i've never heard an army say what we're doing is a campaign of peace and we're using a jet <laughs> to drop off just food and water right i mean I've, I've just most campaigns if there's food water or any type of infrastructure relief that it's is really is really it really
1: takes a really long time for it to happen. Exactly. That's, that's right. what.
0: And yet, right. This education, awareness and this knowledge of of what has happened, what fundamentally has taken place. I have yet to see it resolve itself in a state of any type of violence or with violent rhetoric. Right. Until it's, you know, a very, very small minority of people who have been pushed to the fringes of society where they feel like that's their only form of expression is violence. But I haven't seen that happen to the scale of which the formation of the United States may have had ushered into. I mean, we had a revolutionary war. We had a civil war. We've engaged in two world wars. We've been engaged in many different conflicts all over the world. And yet, black people's understanding and awareness of the pain and the harm that has been caused over the centuries within this country has not led to the formation of any type of militaristic construct under a black or African American banner to try and overthrow this government. Yet, those same people who, you know, again, Confederate, Nazi, Trump um, flags, right? Three losing flags, two of which are losing armies, went to the state capitol with the hopes of inciting some sense of violence with they they did commit acts of violence and acts of harm mm-hmm. and acts of destruction right and, murder. and yeah someone got murdered right when you when you take this into account what is the issue with being able to support these individuals these black people these african american peoples my people my community with having i don't know an investment as a way of addressing the harm that has place, right? I mean, it's comparable to say, how do you in a country where people live and exist, instead of trying to exterminate them, give them the means and infrastructure to find sustainability independence, to, th- excuse me, to thrive. But instead, often the conversation leads to deadly outcomes, right? To violent Outcomes to outcomes that mean the loss of life, as a way to show what is thor- authority and power really look like, right? When it comes to control, when it comes to who decides, who gets to thrive.
1: Yeah, I think they what they what they figured out, or they what they've uh, influenced is that the younger Black population right it's doing a better job of spending their money than the older black population um, and so if they keep black people from getting old they keep them at a, a optimum age to spend all their money and if they never get old then they never they never get to a point where they uh, stop spending their money until, right, that, that money goes, you know, somewhere else. And often, right, because they don't have life insurance or they don't have, um, they work for their wheels, um, they never put themselves in a position or their, their families in a position to um, have generational wealth. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I mean, I get why the racism, I get why the systemic oppression is uh, profitable. Um, I just know that celebrating Juneteenth is not gonna be the uh, not gonna be the solution, um, but it can bring awareness to the problem. That's the problems that still exists. and you know we can uh, make shifts and pivots and have conversations. Um, Especially, I think in the, in the corporate world, not just in the um, communities, but you know, in their uh, in their vie for showing their representation and and um, and their, I guess their lack of progressiveness, you know, or when when they want to show off their progressiveness, I guess they um, they may begin to have conversations that you know, will lead us towards an overall, you know, national understanding that more needs to change, that, you know, the abolishment of the police system in the way it exists now is necessary, um, and that the retooling of our uh, government spending is needs to be geared towards, um, equity and what people need. And, you know, it starts with the current youngest, you know, generations of people. I mean, I agree. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree.
0: Um, I, I can see how the that you know, and just a disclaimer for people who want to wild out and use this in the future to be like, oh, you see, he's saying racist. Uh, I spoke in the third person and I was speaking from the perspective of my, my own internalized kind of caricature or this uh, fictitious being that exists within American society. It's not any one individual, it's the combination, the amalgamation, the pretty much the synthesized a derivative of all of these different events that have taken place over time that I've become aware of to be this consciousness that I can call on because I'm always aware of it in every situation. Um, I'm at all times fighting for the betterment, the equality, the upper mobility of all people, especially my black and brown people. And as we come to Juneteenth and I am, Forced to reflect on my history with Juneteenth or lack thereof, because, yeah, I, like I've said on the, on this podcast many times before, I remember mm-hmm. I, I think I might have went to one Juneteenth celebration as a child. And I remember after that, my mom did never take me again because she was always concerned that there would be some type of shooting at a Juneteenth celebration in San Francisco, no matter how much or how bad I wanted to go. Right and in the and it reflects on yes my mother's black she's from Texas she has ties to the South she moved to San Francisco when she was six years old and you know it was this whole thing where yeah she they moved to the Bayview right that that's where they lived and after they left the Bayview someone was able to purchase a home to live in another part of the city right and it, it's this thing where these narratives these 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 different themes come together that exists over the decades over time. And here we are now getting ready to celebrate, um, which in some ways is an, is an acknowledgement, but for me personally, I can't say it's an achievement. I can see it as an achievement for others. I can, I can empathize with what this means and what this signals, because for so long, the fight has been to be recognized, to be seen. And this is one step of us being seen. And I can understand that, but As I learn more and I understand more and I and I see how the game is played where they'll use your own people against you a lot of times. Right. Because, again, that tokenized position, it plays well. Right. Because you made it, because you have gained status. I can use you against your own people to say, no, 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 no. A few of you have been able to make it. Right. It may not be in comparable scale to the white populace of the United States. Right. Because if we were to scale it right. Like, yeah, you can look and see that poverty strikes all colors, all nationalities, race, creeds, whatever you call it. It's there. But when you start to look at upward mobility success, when you start to look at wealth, those numbers are even more skewed. Right. And that's what we're trying to say. If it was equal, everyone would have fair representation amongst the populations that exist. But it doesn't happen like that. Right. We take one and we say, aha. Right. The movie Blade did well. Well, Wesley Snipes saved Marvel movies. So guess what? You get your one black film till 20 some odd years later until you can get Black Panther. Oh, I see. So Wesley Snipes helped save Marvel cinema. And instead of using that as a marker of success for black film and cinema and heroes, we have to wait until many, many decades before we get another one. Talk about fair. Talk about representation. Talk about being seen. Right. Of course, yes, I use one of the most shallow aspects because that's bait to reel you in for those that get it. And for those that don't, well, you can look at any number of black actresses and how they're represented in media and how much they're shown and seen, even though they are the most incredible of talent and what we have in this country. Yet, when you look at the breakdown and the data and the statistics, things don't always add up. And I'm just saying, when it comes to Juneteenth, there's all of that that comes with it, right? So
1: basically, what we can expect is Blade to play was released in 1998. Black Panther is released in 2018. So maybe 20 years from now, in 2021, I mean 2041, we'll start to see some. some you almost made me throw
0: everything I got in front of me.
1: <laughs> some I need everything <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if you just listening, Sinio's uh, ready to throw his desk, his, his his light.
0: His I mean, when you say I got I got to wait another twenty years for another black suit, like
1: like the thing is, nah, No, I'm not for that. I'm just talking. About, I'm talking about like for like an achievement in the vein of what black, what Blade means to Black Panther, right? This. Juneteenth federal holiday will mean something to oh
0: man. If we do it in the, that, then the, we, the people. we we, we got to wait another 200 years, then right? We gotta oh, wait like okay. for eighteen 1860 well, something to now so to I, 2021. I like, so we got a good like, hundred plus years before we get another one. I mean, I would throw so, my desk for that one, but they've been beating me down this whole time. Yeah,
1: beating this down. Um, 1866 to 2021. So, um You know, it's funny because it really should have been a holiday then. Right. Straight up, like off the bat, like when Galveston was celebrating it. Right. Yeah, but we we had to get get all these segregation laws
0: going. We had to get the segregation going first. (laughs) We We had to get this redlining going. We had to get y'all the GI bill only to deny you any housing. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right. We had to take deindustrialization to come and ruin the the black family. And then when the Black Panthers came along as a community partner to, to give us free access to, to food during the summer, what did we do? We gave them <laughs> drugs and helped destroy many black communities all across America within the urban developments. Oh, right? there's a lot. Of talk about there's a lot,
1: of, too. There was a lot of there was a lot of that still, too. And not just I mean, there's, of course, too. there's a lot of that still to this day, to this but day. The, but there's a lot of chocolate city that was that was destroyed. Um for those who don't know, right, Chocolate City is a predominantly uh black city uh, that happens to be very enterprising in its uh uh business and entertainment and infrastructure. Um,
0: well as Al Fluent was stating, right? Um Given the technical difficulties of, of us speaking many truths, I'm not surprised that uh, happenstance and, and technologi- te- technological wonders would kind of dictate what we can share with you. So for those of you that are only hearing the audio only version of this, Alfluent was getting ready to talk about Chocolate Cities and the enterprising economic kind of stature they held and how in varying degrees they were um, disenfranchised, taken apart, destroyed, brought down. Um, it's a thing where, yeah, like I was they didn't just,
1: didn't want me to talk about the chocolate cities.
0: They didn't, they were, they were trying to get you to stop. And the thing is, is that I was carrying it on by saying, yeah, like the disenfranchisement, the destruction, the degradation of those chocolate cities because of the fear of a black dollar and the, the independence, right. That Supreme independence for some strange reason, there's a fear of any black identity that exists in isolation away from the larger American integration and narrative, right? If there are other cultures and communities that operate in their own isolation and circulate money within their own communities based off of, I don't know, ethnic, racial, even country affiliations, uh, I don't know how much they're impacted or harmed. And the, 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 the most ironic thing is being black or in this case, African American. The the underlying thing is we're still American, right? There isn't that national identity where we can say, "Oh, I'm Senegalese," or "I'm Ethiopian," or you know, I, "I'm I'm you know South African." No, I'm from America. My identity is is totally enraptured in what has taken place within the American scope of my skin color, right? So my dollars will still exist within this ecosystem and. Who knows? Maybe I'm able to innovate, cultivate something that would add more to the American just scope of, you know, consumerism, service or, you know, our stature in the world. But if I'm never really given that opportunity or given that that point, well, I guess we'll never know. And that's the thing that I think about in a lot of in a lot of different ways when it comes to yeah, the names I mentioned before. Right. We can say any entertainer's name and think about. How much they mean in the larger scope of economics, capitalism, entrepreneurship, money, right? When it comes to having independence and freedom, right? We can listen to any number of songs of what it means to have any influence or affluence and wealth, right? And here we are, we're left to tokenize these people and idolize them instead of uh, a redistribution, right? Many people will have many legacies that will extend for hundreds of years. And yet my fear is that when it comes to my black family members and myself, I may not be afforded the same. And that is a very disturbing realization I have to live through every day where maybe as, you know, affluence said earlier, I may have to engage in some form of apathy to have upward mobility, to then set other people in disadvantaged situations, right? I mean, I've long had a theory around what it means to make it as a rapper because I know a lot of talented rappers. But when it comes to the most successful, there's always this commonality of what leverages them into success. And it's not the talent. And to some degree, it's not even the work ethic. The work ethic does play a role. I will not discount it that much. But I will say there's another thing that I won't say, but for those that can read between the lines or take the time to investigate, you can always tie the strings back to something else. And yes, there's apathy that is involved in those other strings. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me and being a rapper, as I've been joking around with and saying, yeah, maybe I've been rapping to the wrong communities. Maybe I've been rapping to the wrong people. Right. Because I'm trying to hold on and maintain a boundary between what those elements are. And also what I represent, right? Because you'd be surprised how many artists have their foundations laid on the backs, the bones, and the blood of others. And so, you know, Alflon, do you have any final words as we get ready to commence our celebration of Juneteenth in the year 2021?
1: Well, you know, I like to think of it as, you know, hopefully this is just the intro, right? And, we get to a point where, you know, we celebrate and we ha- you know why we're celebrating and um, and everyone knows why we're celebrating. And the celebration is laced with uh, progression and action. And I, I would like for folks to just understand the history and let's all celebrate together. Um, Without appropriating culture, and make it a make it a time of moving forward, and us acknowledging that the the issues that we still need to um, resolve, you know, that existed in 1865, um, in 1866, are still prevalent in America today. And need to be addressed. And when those things, you know, are at the forefront of our uh, dialogue, then we'll we can have an authentic, uh, pure, inclusive celebration of Juneteenth. When we when we get free.
0: When we get free.
1: Well, yeah, I
0: appreciate you and thank you. What you getting ready to say?
1: Oh, what you got to say? What you what you want to let them know? What you what you, what you want to tell them before we go?
0: There's so much that I want to say. There's so right, much right, that just, I could just, say, just, just, and just and, and and it the thing is, is that to some degree, it could drive me to tears. Now I'm I'm in a very heated, hot temperature-wise environment, so um maybe i won't have that many access to that many tears but i will say okay so
1: okay so what do you what do you want them to think about until next time
0: what i want them to think about is that you know if anybody shamed you belittled you dismissed you try to to minimize the scope of anything you're going through i want to i just want to let you know that i feel you that i see you and that i'm here for you that i love you that i appreciate you and that Whatever your struggle is, it doesn't go unseen, it's not unheard, it's not that it's not acknowledged, it's that I'm here with you in it. That I'm working through this this platform, through this vessel, and many other avenues, platforms, stages, arenas. I'm working for the advancement of all of us. If it doesn't look like it, challenge me on it. If it doesn't seem like it, let me know so I can better myself and be more aware of my actions and steps that I'm taking. Because as I've said so many times. I do have the capacity. Right. I'm not looking to martyr myself. I'm not looking to die for this because many people will lead you to believe that is the end game. No, I'm looking for us to live and I'm looking for us to thrive and I'm looking for that for everyone. I will not I will not set us in a direction to have been lost or to lose. I'm looking to gain and I'm looking to grow. Right. They say sacrifices may be had. No, the sacrifices have already happened. So with this and what we're doing, I'm just saying I'm here for you and keep that in mind. If you can be there for somebody else, do it. If you can't, just let them know you can't. Maybe hard. It may may hurt, but let them know because it's so vital. It's so important and it's so worth it to just communicate. So, yeah, that's that's what I got to say. Thank you, brother. You know, it's, it's it's. It's the least I could do. So as we like to do at this time, you know, I just got to say on an anecdotal note as the the passing of uh, Kanye West's birthday, man, he is something else. And, you know, that's just where I'm going to leave it. He is something else.
1: It 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 was Tupac's birthday and it was today's Kendrick's birthday.
0: Shout out to all the Geminis that be just killing it when it comes to the music game. Andre 3000, Kendrick Lamar, Biggie, Pac, Kanye, Prince. Shout out to the to the massive forms of, of just incredible black men from the Gemini era. Like, some of our being set off in this heat is some of just as the beat plays with all the influence.